Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. I have been doing a lot of guest interviews and talking with people, both past clients, people who are members of my group program, and other guest experts in this field. And this week, I just wanted to pop on and do a quick solo episode. A couple weeks ago on stories, I asked you guys, what would you want to know from me? It was an ask me anything. So that is what this episode is. I'm taking three questions today, and I'm just going to rapid fire them. So definitely connect with me. This is a new thing that I am testing out. Let me know what you think. Did you like this format? What questions do you have that you would want me to add to future episodes of Ask Me Anything if you do, in fact, like this? And then obviously, if there's any questions that I start speaking about today that you have more things about, more questions, things you wonder, DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. I am always here. This podcast is for you to get to know me and for me to help you in healing your relationship to food. I love talking about it a bit more because sometimes an Instagram post just doesn't quite cut it in terms of being able to discuss a specific topic. So ask me anything. Let's hop into it. The first one is what foods do I recommend my clients eat? And this question is interesting because everyone that I work with is a bit different. You know, what foods did they grow up eating? What foods are they feeling stressed about eating? What generally things do they like? What area of the country do they live in? What's their lifestyle like? And so really it's about finding, you know, those types of things and how that fits into their life. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is, you know, what does their body actually need to eat? How does their schedule look? Does that, you know, shift out into three meals and two snacks per day on average or three meals and snacking happens a bit more sporadically? or you have a large break at work. And so we figure out what kind of snack can sustain you through that really taking your life and then building out food around it. And, you know, what kind of things are you looking for at the end of the day food wise? I wonder if, you know, if you're craving a bunch of peanut butter, then maybe you need peanut butter earlier in the day. Or if you're eating a bunch of potato chips at night, maybe you need more carbohydrates during the day. If you're afraid of eating peanut butter, if you're afraid of eating carbohydrates, let's talk about this. Let's figure it out. So we're really building out what does that specifically look like? I'm always making sure that people have enough of the three big macronutrients, which is how our body sees food. So carbs, proteins, fats. Carbs are going to be a lot of your grains, your fruits, your starchy vegetables. And then we move into proteins. Those are going to be plant-based proteins, animal-based proteins. It's going to be, you know, things like Greek yogurt, meat, going to be looking at beans, legumes, that kind of stuff. Then we also have fats. That's going to be things like avocados, coconut oil, a lot of your cheeses, nuts, nut butters, 
cooking oils, things like that. So then we're going to be, you know, making sure you're also getting enough fiber, enough fluid and a good variety to your diet. It sounds so boring, but there's so many reasons for that. I have a gut health expert coming in and talking about gut health and we cover some of this topic as well. So moving on to the next question, how do you improve health and diet with not becoming fixated on caloric intake? This is kind of a paradoxical question because generally you probably have a history of being fixated on caloric intake. A lot of people are counting calories or on some sort of diet or they're not on it. So because of the experience of dieting, we're either fixated on something and trying to, I should eat healthy and it looks like this, or I should eat this many calories, or I should eat only these types of foods. And then when we're quote unquote, not on the diet, we're rebound eating. We're going through the dieting cycle and, you know, basically flipping back from that deprivation that we experienced on the diet. So then when you're quote unquote off the diet or not counting calories, you may feel out of control and like, you know, you're eating all over the place and you're eating excessively and, you know, you're eating all of these things that were forbidden for so long. So, you know, how do you reconcile that and how do you deal with it? So it's so basically it's natural that this fixation is going to come up as you're trying to improve your health and diet, you know, whatever that kind of means to you. So some advice that I like to give to people is really be looking at what can you be adding to your diet. Focusing on calories for a lot of us is restrictive in and of itself. So it brings out this like, I shouldn't be eating this, I should never have that, avoid this, get only this, and really finding that like, what can I be adding to my day? If I am, you know, fixated on, you know, eating a certain amount of calories, like, really reflect on whether that ever actually sustained you and thinking about, you know, if you're trying to eat in a more healthful way, you know, probably that's more than the calories you would have been eating before, you know, so really thinking about what that can look like and that that's going to be different. You wouldn't expect it's going to be different because you were in, again, in a restrictive state before. So almost like if we think of counting calories or being on a diet as, you know, one side of the coin and then the other side of the coin is being out of control. Well, what's what's the middle line look like? You know, it may not be this like perfect middle, but can we keep, you know, kind of reducing that? And again, just knowing that that fixation is going to come up. What can I add to my diet? What can I add to my day? If I'm eating eggs and fruit for breakfast, can I add peanut butter toast? If I'm having a salad for lunch, can I add a hummus wrap on the side? Can I add a grilled cheese? Can I add a turkey sandwich? Can I turn the salad into a wrap? Can I add a snack in the afternoon because I'm always starving when I come home for dinner? How can you think about health, foods that are nourishing to you? And then also remember that foods are also mentally nourishing as well. What does it mean to you to have a chocolate chip cookie? Does it have to be guilt or could it be shared with your kids? Does it mean that, you know, eating something that is maybe, let's say a ciabatta roll, maybe it's not a whole grain bread product, but it reminds you of this Italian restaurant that you used to love and it makes your lunch so satisfying. And then also you end up having some peppers and hummus on the side and you have just as much fiber as you would have with the whole grain bread and the totality of your meal. What does that look like? It's still the same. It's still additive. 
What can we be adding to your day to be healthful? The last question that I have here is later on in your food healing journey, you're often trying to differentiate between fullness and overeating. And I love this question. How do you differentiate between fullness and overeating? I will say this question is pretty advanced and can be very subjective. So this would be something that ideally you would work on with a dietitian or somebody like me, you know, where you're having somebody that can help get to know you and your own situation. But if you're going at it alone, I can offer a couple of things. So the first thing that you want to think about is oftentimes when you are dieting or in an eating disorder, perhaps you're often used to being more empty in terms of like, I'm like really hungry and then I'm moving towards neutrality. A lot of times we've tried to kind of keep ourselves limited by barely achieving fullness. And so then when we get used to eating a bit more, nourishing our body, healing our relationship to food, oftentimes we still have memories of those times that we've overeaten as a result of undereating for so long. So we have a like negative connotation with fullness and fullness feels wrong and fullness feels bad. And so it's really going to be like a back and forth because as you're healing deprivation and your relationship to food, it's not unusual that you would feel very full and maybe even attribute it to overeating. Or perhaps if it's a food you're bringing in and it's the first few times that you've eaten that food, you might overeat it because you're so deprived. So we have to really like stay at it and really look at how can you be resilient? How can you be tenacious? How can you be checking back in with your hunger and fullness as you go and kind of comparing it to your past experiences? Some people just kind of feel like they're guessing at it a bit. I would recommend using a hunger fullness scale to maybe help guide you and practice. The other thing that you can be doing though, and this is outside of hunger fullness, I think a lot of people that don't work with a professional, you think, oh yeah, let me just, you know, kind of go at it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it can be bring up confusion in terms of fullness and overeating sometimes because if you're not eating on a consistent basis, so if you're not eating for say seven hours or every you know, you don't eat for seven hours and you come home and you graze for, you know, an hour and a half, or you maybe don't eat very much and you're never quite getting full or allowing yourself to get full. The, feeling these hunger and fullness can be difficult because if you're not eating often enough, it's hard to stop eating even when you are full. And then if you, because your body's trying to make up for what it missed. And then if you're constantly eating very frequently and grazing a lot, sometimes that hunger doesn't come through really vividly that says, hey, go ahead and eat. And then you achieve fullness and you move on. So I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong way to eat at all. You can graze. You can have long periods without eating. But just when you're in that phase of really trying to differentiate between hunger and fullness, that can make it confusing. And those are two things that you want to really think about. So hopefully that helps. I know it can be pretty complex and like I said, subjective, but those are just some things to think about. So I hope you enjoyed this quick and to the point rapid fire of ask me anything again connect with me let me know what you think would you like to see more of these and until next time you guys i have some amazing episodes coming up in the next few weeks can't wait to keep talking with you more thanks to you for listening find me on instagram at align nutrition let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast i love hearing from you If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.